And just like that, we are back again with another episode of the Mind the Growth Podcast. As always, I am Chris Kinghorn. And I'm Eric Hoffman. Eric, so overall market view, we've got the, the stock market slowly, slowly treading along, maybe, maybe a little bit of a slight uptrend. We've got CPI, I think it was 7.7. .7, so we're plus or minus. What, el what else is going on in the world? Uh, there's only one thing that matters. <laughs> it's the... Should hit the fan? Yeah. <laughs> the FTX saga. SBF has uh, really screwed a lot of people. And the entire company blew up in a matter of a few days. And I have some uh, some personal baggage, so we can get into that as well. But wow. I think as a precursor to that, we need to just clarify that this podcast is not sponsored by FTX. <laughs> and we had no involvement in the alleged fraud that <laughs> that is clearly occurring we, we, with that we company. We took no money. We have no affiliate links. We are yeah. we are in the clear on this. <laughs> so you were you were personally affected by this. What was the or you I'm not going to ruin the story. Let's hear it. So uh, the story is pretty clear. I had absolutely all of my crypto in FTX US <laughs> as of uh, Sunday, November 6th. So I just a brief backstory. I, we, I think I've even talked on this podcast that I recommended FTX at one point because the user interface was so easy, clean. There was a lot of features that were nice. And it seemed to a lot of people, including me, that they were just another bank in the crypto space. They were financially solvent. They were doing all the right things. SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried was uh, the hero of the crypto world. And so I figured, okay, screw the uh, screw the Winklevoss twins. I had my money in Gemini. They they seem a little suspicious. Why not go with the uh, the nerd in shining armor? So I moved all of my crypto to FTX US, and that's where it's been sitting for the past, I don't know, eight months or a year or something. And so- So let's pause it there <laughs> yeah. for a quick second. I have to say, I went down the rabbit hole of a variety of different exchanges, writing a script so you could have <laughs> right. an opportunity, you can have the best fee on only right. when you're buying, and then have that automatically put into cold storage. Yeah. What, you that should like, that idea. Yeah, yeah, that was terrible. Uh, and I made the the comparison that this is what banks do all the time. They have billions of dollars in reserves, and they're FDIC insured, which I I don't believe FTX was, but I I I really have no idea at this point. Um, but it seemed again, based on the public information that was available at the time, that they were in the green by billions of dollars above their customer deposits. And I mean, that, that's at least what they were saying publicly. And so I figured, okay, you know, if my deposits are covered more than they would be at Chase Bank, meaning if I have over $250,000 in Chase Bank, I'm only FDI insured up to $250,000. So if there was a bank run at Chase, they only carry, what is it? Are they legally obligated to 25% of customer deposits by law? I don't know what they need to have on hand. I'm not sure. Yeah, either way. They're not even on hand. But, <laughs> right. You know. If there was a bank run at Chase, then nobody would get their funds. It's just a fact. And so I figured, 
well, if this crypto exchange has more money than they are taking in in customer funds, that's technically safer. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> so uh, we've seen a few blowups in the past couple of months, Celsius, Luna, uh, Three Arrows, Capital, the hedge fund. There's been a bunch that have gone to zero, essentially, due to fraud and other nefarious activity. So with FTX, over the past couple of weeks, apparently there, Sam had made a comment to CZ, the owner of Binance, the biggest crypto exchange in the world, that he 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 was talking about some sort of legislation in in DC that he was working on and then somebody commented on CZ and he i think he made a comment like can CZ even come to DC as if he's like some rogue agent of the Chinese communist party which may be true by the way who knows uh so that pissed him off and then CZ because he was the first investor into FTX he basically tweeted that okay you're going to play that game. I'm going to start offloading all of my FTT tokens, which were tokens FTX created out of thin air for investors and other purposes. And they still had, I think it was like $500 million of FTT tokens that CZ and Binance announced they were going to offload. Didn't, yeah. Why was I thinking it was 260 million? I don't have the numbers in front of me. Something like I that. I recall so, him tweeting something about 500 million worth of FTT tokens. I the number could be slightly off, but regardless, that's a lot of uh, FTT tokens to offload, which is essentially going to drive the price of FTT tokens down to zero. So with that threat, everyone saw the proof in the pudding, and even so. One more thing, before that happened, there was a leak of the Alameda research balance sheet, which is the hedge fund that right. Sam owned. And that did not look like a good picture. It looked as though Alameda had more liabilities than assets. And the majority of their assets were these FTT tokens, which essentially, again, were created out of thin air and didn't really have a true market value. It's just whatever people at the time were willing to pay for it. And it was mostly to compensate investors. And uh, Sam was trying to make it more into a utility within FTX, offering different perks by purchasing it. It was an ultimate money glitch. Yeah. He was able to create these, and then he was able to <clears throat> sell it at a certain valuation, load those up on exactly. Alameda on the balance sheet to show this massive yeah. you know, As a balance sheet, and then he was able to borrow against yeah. that. Yep. And so that all unraveled pretty quickly. And so this was all between, I think it was Friday, November 4th through Sunday, November 6th, this was all playing out on Twitter. And so there was a lot of talk about, hey, there's going to be a bank run and FTX is going to explode. And I, at the time, unfortunately, was just getting over COVID. And so I wasn't paying too close attention. Um, but I saw that and I started to sell some of my positions on FTX, like I would say probably 10% of what I had on there. I had low six figures of capital in FTX. And so that's a lot of money. And I was like, well, I, I better get at least some out. So on Sunday the 6th, I 
sold a few of my positions and did a an ACH withdrawal to my bank account for about 10% of what I held. And I was like, all right, let's see if this shows up tomorrow when you know the bank opens because it was supposed to be pretty quick. And then I'll take it from there. So Monday comes around. I, I pull up Twitter right when I wake up. Everyone's freaking out saying, get out of FTX. It's going to go to zero. So I quickly log on, sell everything else and do a wire transfer as soon as I can. I think I issued the wire transfer at like 7.04 a.m. or something. And I cross my fingers. I'm like, well, I may not have access to any of this money ever again. (laughs) But I kept reading what Sam was tweeting out and he kept saying like the issues going on were FTX.com and FTX US was not affected whatsoever. It was a totally separate uh, system and and bank account, etc. Didn't he delete that though? I don't know if he deleted it or not. There's a few of them where he said everything's fine and yeah, then he ended yeah. up deleting them. I mean, he made a lot of claims that he, they had more money than customer deposits, which again, turned out to be incorrect. Hence their bankruptcy right. filing. But we'll get to that. So I issued the ACH withdrawal and the wire transfer for everything that I had on there. Sold all my positions, which was kind of a lucky break anyways, because over the weekend, there was a, a pretty big pump in crypto. I think I wound up selling, I had the majority of my funds in Bitcoin and Ethereum. So I think I sold when Bitcoin was at like 20,500 and Ethereum was at, I want to say like high 1500s, something like that, maybe low 1600s. So it was at a, a local peak. So I sold those positions at a randomly great time considering what's played out since then, because now I think... Bitcoin's hovering around 16,000 or uh, something around there. Ethereum, yeah. 12, Ethereum's like 1,200 yeah. or so. Yeah. yeah. So I would have lost even more money just <laughs> uh, waiting. But no matter what, I issued it and crossed my fingers. So come Tuesday uh, the 8th, that was pretty much after everything had played out. FTX and Sam had been tweeting that, hey, you know, we're pausing withdrawals because there's a bank run and we don't have enough money. We're considering bankruptcy. You know, all those types of things started to come out. And I log on and I see the ACH wound up going through on Tuesday, but the bigger chunk, the 90% of the money that I had uh, that I did the wire transfer, it still showed as pending on FTX, like not even not even approved or processing. It was just a pending request. So I'm like, God damn it. I I how am I gonna how am I gonna tell tell Rana about this? Um but regardless, I waited and then about six hours later it went through and it hit my account. So I got lucky. I got all my money out and um a lot of people didn't. So wild. And I currently have zero dollars exposed to crypto as we speak. And I do not know when I'm going <laughs> to jump back in or how, because it's just a mess right now. And there's a, a very low confidence in the public and just in me in general. I, I have a bit of PTSD 
currently <laughs> on all things crypto. It's fair enough. Yeah. I, I don't know how many bullets I can dodge to uh, <laughs> to make it worthwhile. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, well, I'm sitting on got it all some out. cash right now, trying to figure out what to do with it. Well, it's funny. We had a conversation not too long ago about a lack of dry powder. So yeah. maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Yeah, I I don't know what to do. I think ultimately I'm going to probably start to do the smart thing and just, just DCA, DCA into the S&P 500 and some boring stuff. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. We'll, time will tell. We'll play it by ear and maybe I'll see something else. What do you think? <laughs> I, I I think, well, I'm just, I'm curious. So if you look at what your, what your total cost was, do you think over the last five years yeah. or three years, however long it's been, did you make money or did you lose money? Uh, I haven't calculated it. So I, I'll be, I'd be curious what that figure looks like. I would yeah. guess I'm either very close to break even or I'm down slightly. Because I okay. originally in 2017, when I started to load up, um, it wasn't I wasn't purchasing that much at the time. I think the extent of what I purchased was like 25 or 30 grand um, of Ethereum and Bitcoin, which at the time, I think my cost basis for Ethereum was around a thousand bucks a token because that was the first initial run up. And then Bitcoin, I think my cost basis was closer to 10 or 12 grand of Bitcoin. Um, I'd have to look back and see, but I've been buying in chunks all the way up and then all the way down. So I bought some right. Bitcoin at, you know, 50 grand. I also bought some at 20 grand. Um, right. I've bought Ethereum anywhere from $800 to $3,500. So um, overall, I've been more active on the higher end, but I think my cost basis is still probably around what I sold it for. What you're at. Yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, which, which, expensive morning yeah, <laughs> isn't that great of an investment? No, no. Uh, yeah. So if you came to this channel for investment advice, obviously yeah. you should not be taking investment. This is right. for entertainment purposes only. Exactly. For entertainment purposes only. I learned a whole lot and had a whole lot of fun along, <laughs> along the journey. Uh, and we could go back to my joking about v VOO and VTI, but hey, right. You know, it's, if you would have put that money into VOO or VTI over the last three to five years. It's a tried and true method. So I'm I'm considering it now more than ever. And uh, that's probably the way I should be investing my time and money because I've learned pretty clearly I am not the smart person in the room when it comes to investing in crypto or stocks. There's a lot more uh, people out there that are either smarter or more fraudulent that Luckier. will either take my money <laughs> against my will or will do better in in investing it so yeah uh, been been an expensive lesson but it is what it is <laughs> you made it out whole yeah we are we are still in one piece we are good to go yeah speaking of investments though uh friends of the pod our buddy mike and andrew they're they're raising again for a second building, so that's exciting. Um, they are, yeah. I uh, hopefully the the first one turns out great. 
considering the market, but we'll have to look into that one too. Maybe that'll be another yeah, place I, uh, to park. That would that would be a good idea they're doing about was it one point two five or something like that in a raise. So yeah, it'll be uh like that. be a little bit more sizable. Yeah. If uh, if anybody's interested in investing in a uh in a multifamily new development in, in Vegas, give us a shout and we can link you in with the with the Ardor guys. Yeah. The Ardor guys. <laughs> Ardor, yeah. Yeah. So that's been a, a wild week and a half in the markets and crypto in general. I don't know where things are gonna go. I don't know what else is gonna blow up, but uh, I'm gonna be watching from the sidelines for the near future. <laughs> did, Until you get the itch. Did you, do you have yours all on uh, cold storage? Yes, everything I own is now in cold storage. Um, yeah, I've been, a, I've been helping my dad and box. brother offload <laughs> over the last week and a half. Yeah. I, about a month or so ago, I, I spent some time with my dad and got all the stuff into a uh, in the cold storage as well too. Yeah, it's just um, it was sad to look back at. I think uh, in November of last year, my I, and the I have peak. a lot less. Yeah, I have a lot less in it than you do. But I was I was hovering right over hundred thousand dollars, right. and I think my accounts now are I don't know fifteen thousand dollars. So it's it's almost sad to keep that. Yeah. <laughs> It's and cold storage, exciting. I might as well just sell it at this point, but yeah, uh, you know, we'll hold on. Yeah. I mean, same sort of thing happened. I remember in 2018 when everything crashed and Bitcoin was just chilling around five, six grand for a long time, maybe even down to three and Ethereum dipped to like a hundred to $200 a token. It stayed there for two years, I think. Uh, but yeah, right. two years until 2020 and when the pandemic boosted everything. So, yeah, I mean, it looks bad now, but the technology is still revolutionary, in my opinion. And we'll see what winds up happening. The biggest concern for me, frankly, with Bitcoin in particular, is how the network's going to continue to be mined and stay stable because miners are actively losing money every block they mine. It costs mm. more money to in energy to mine than it does to earn Bitcoin. So I don't know how that model all, is sustainable over a long period. So I'm curious how that's going to play out. I'm also looking at if 99% of the people are saying <clears throat> that we are going into a recession if we're not already already in one. Right. Amazon today came out and said, was it 10 to 15,000 jobs yeah. that they're cutting? Um, large tech company after large tech com company is saying that they are cutting jobs. So discretionary income is it, any Not extra there. dollars that people have now is, is yeah, tomorrow is it still going to be there? Inflation still, I mean, granite's going down, I think it was 7.7. .7, so it is down compared to what it was for the last report. But yeah. for the next 6, 12, 18 months, are people really going to want to dump money into Bitcoin? Are they going to want to dump money into Ethereum, Cardano, Solana? I don't think the answer is yes. So I think it's just going to get worse and worse out there. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what the next 12 to 24 months is going to look like. But it's not looking like a, a rosy picture right now. That's for sure. It is not. So stay strong out there. <laughs> All our Mind the Growth uh, followers, yeah. we appreciate you. Yeah. And until next time, hopefully we have some good news on our next meetup. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll stay strong and we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Bye.